nervous. Not gonna lie. Are you nervous? First podcast. I mean, you have no need to be nervous. I'm not going to wear headphones today. Wild stuff. Okay. Wow. I was going off you. I said I was. Do you want to wear them? No. You don't need to. I'll just monitor. Just right off the table then. Throw them on the floor. You um, you, you don't have to be nervous. I know. Are you nervous? Yeah. What, what, what's your fear that you're nervous about? I don't know. Just uh, putting too much pressure on myself to perform and have a good podcast here. Have you been a guest on a podcast before? No. Okay. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I remember the first time I was a guest on a podcast. I think I was nervous too. But it was on video. It was like a video call, so it was easier. Yeah. Also, we're probably not going to use this part anyway. Okay. We're just re- rehearsing. Yeah, how, how, how do you guys like, how much like footage you guys really use and cut and all that? Is it third? I mean, usually there's no cuts. Oh, shit. Goes I mean, JoJo <laughs> cleans it up a little bit if I ever like, you know, say something that's really unsayable. Oh, yeah. What, uh, like, what, what are some buzzwords, some, some no-go? I mean, you don't want to talk positively about negative historical events. That's like rule number one. <laughs> okay. That's a, good, that's a, very <laughs> that's a really good start. Great, All right. great way of putting yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. By the way, drinking sparkling water during a podcast, that's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> yeah, that's that one's a bit of a trial by fire situation. Who bought this one in? I brought that in. You're a, you're an asshole. I was just, I just wanted to test the waters. <laughs> Shall we get started? Yeah. Don't worry, we got this. We're rocking and rolling. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Arcanders Lang Show. Very excited for today's show. We have a very special guest. It's his first podcast ever. Jojo, what do you think of? When you hear it's someone's first time ever being a guest on a podcast. I just think to myself, I hope they don't say anything negative about positive historical events. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke from before the pod. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Troy Hagen. Thank you. We uh, we have a lot to talk about. So yep. first off, we're going to talk about our true kismet-like experience meeting in St. Andrews. Yeah. Uh, at the birthplace of the Open for the 150th. And then uh, we're going to talk about your career in, um, you know, recording professional golf at the highest level, yeah. which I have so many questions about. And then as well, your impact in helping the community of Random Golf Club become a real thing in your hometown. Yeah. Which is uh, Charleston. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'm ready for it. So um, are you, wait, yes, sir. Are you in the, were you in the military? I was not. I'm just being really formal right now. Trying to <laughs> trying to feel out where I'm landing right now. So I had a cold this weekend. We were going to yeah. play golf yesterday. Yeah, go to but, Butler. But I got sick, and I've spent the whole weekend. I probably watched 26 hours of content that included mostly uh, military stuff. I watched Mile oh, yeah. 22. I watched um, Bodyguard. I watched um, Dragged Across Concrete. That's a police movie about two two cops that get... Anyway, they have time. They have extra time, so they go the they go the dark side. And then I watched um, also the night the night agent. Anyway, all these you haven't seen any of this. I have it's not. A, no, it's all, that, is, that is yeah. What is the night agent about? The night agent is uh, it's basically like uh, it's basically this FBI role that exists in the White House where you answer the phone when operatives are in distress, and then you have this code book in front of you, and it's, it's all centers around this one phone operator who um you know gets a call and then he's drawn into the story of course over the next 10 episodes and it's all about this you know girl who survived she didn't realize her aunt and uncle were spies and it was all a plot to cover up a bombing that occurred on u.s soil to kill a foreign national leader i mean i mean great show the night agent but anyway yes sir gave me a flashback to my (laughs) 13 hours a day of i think i say it quite a bit and i don't really know where it came from i think it could be a southern thing i pick up on a lot of i picked up southern things so i'm from connecticut connecticut been in charleston for eight years seven years now i didn't i didn't know that Troy. what part Uh, i grew up in stores on the university of oh yeah yukon by the way shout out to yukon for making its final four run Shout out to Precision Pro yeah. for sponsoring the fucking podcast. Yes, Precision yeah. Pro, national <laughs> champions, Precision Pro. Tend, uh, $20 off your next rangefinder with code Eric, E-R-I-K, at precisionprogolf.com. And shout out to Connecticut for being super close to Manhattan. Thank you, yeah. You know, did you guys take the bridge or the tunnel? <laughs> I took I took, I took took MTA North. Nice. Yeah, yeah. you got to take oh, the yeah, train. Metro, Metro North all day. Grand all day Central, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, See, Union Station to Grand Central was the ride. The one. See, yeah. we came into Penn Station, which is just slumming it compared mm. to Grand Central. Yeah. yeah. It, it, honestly, this is a bit of a tri-state podcast, I suppose. <laughs> but to, to those of you in Jersey, to those of you in Connecticut, which Long have you ever Island. tried to shorthand Connecticut? Like, how would you make that state name sound shorter? Oh, gosh. 
Doesn't work. Doesn't. It doesn't work. A lot of people in Texas would call me, would say I was from Ticket, and I don't know where they got oh, that. Ticket. I don't, I don't like yeah, it doesn't, that. Connecticut doesn't really, doesn't really work. I, I was watching one of the 50 episodes of content I saw this weekend. They were saying that they, um, there were these two, actually, um, Eric, the, uh, the, um, the northerner from Game of Thrones the, with the red beard. Okay, Tormund, yeah. Tormund. Yeah, his real name is Eric mm-hmm. with a K. Really? And in uh, a Cocaine Bear, which I saw this week. <laughs> I have not seen that yet. I need Wait, to you went to the, the you went to the movies? No, I paid 20 bucks for it. Okay, I was about to say. Okay. Yeah, you're feeling sick. You got to. Yeah. Gotta I was like, whatever. I was like, I like Scott, the comedian, Scott, mm-hmm. uh, Sars, Seisman or whatever. Seis. Yeah. Scott Seis. And so I, re- I realized, like, I follow this guy for a while, and he's the guy, the Ikea guy, mm-hmm. you know? He's I, like... He's like, where's the restroom? Let me tell you where the fucking restroom is. You know what I mean? He's like an angry customer service guy at Ikea. That's his character on Instagram. And now he's become like a really popular comedian and he got a role in Cocaine Bear as a paramedic. Anyway, he was promoting the movie and I like the way he promoted it because he's like, look, this movie, it's all in the title. Cocaine (laughs) Bear. That's the story. And in the movie, Eric Tormund says, he's like, we're going to have a son and we're going to name it Texas. And it's this kind of joke, anyway. Whatever. Imagine. Is he is he Scandinavian in the film? Like, does he continue his role, or did they um, Americanize him? I don't think so. Actually, I think he's just he's got an accent, but it's unclear. I mean, he has a beard. He's one of those guys. He's he's on the roster for guys where if he's in a movie, I like the movie. You know what I mean? Anyone from Game of Thrones. I almost watched a movie uh, with um, what's the guy with with Luz, who has, doesn't have fingers. Oh, uh, Davos. Davos. Yeah, you guys are great with names. Davos I am. C-worthy. I'm good with faces. Names are right there. For Jojo me. took a memory test. Yeah, and he was ten times better than me. That's well, you remember twenty? Oh no, ten times. In hold on, because we took it at five p.m. and if we took the same test at six a.m., it'd be interested to see how the results change. Right, let's take it. Let's take it live on the pod. Yeah, I would have to be up though. <laughs> yeah, we'll just do it virtually. Okay, well, we'll but take. He's got an incredible memory, and so yeah, Davos was in another movie about uh, breaking into a bank that I almost watched last night, but I ended up watching Wait, Richard Madden's The Bodyguard, Rob Rob Stark. What's the one where they you can watch it in any order? Oh, Kaleidoscope. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you see that? That was good. Yeah. I watched it in the order that they told me to watch. I, it. I did. I did too. I, I did not take the opportunity to. I think they shuffled it for you. Yeah. Yeah, I, they did. When thinking back, what was trying your first to... episode? I want to say mine was white. I didn't watch it. I I don't remember. It was. Just, I looked it up. What the proper order was, stuck with that. Went through. Troy, do you ever you ever think about what if the PGA just showed you random holes in different <laughs> orders? How what a confusing way wouldn't that make would make any to sense. Imagine match play wouldn't make any sense. It's kind of how I context. feel it is. Yeah. You know, um, uh, Rick Rubin talks a lot about context, right? He said we. Were, I got this book from Rick Rubin the other day. It's an interesting story. Basically, like the idea of context is like if you think about a flower in a field, it means one thing. If you think about a flower in someone's hair, it means another. If you think about a flower in front of a grave, it means another. So this idea of like creative context about like how we put things together yeah. is really like a kind of – it sort of is what defines storytelling. So it's like if you yeah. look at watching golf shots, right? Hitting the fairway on the first tee on a Thursday, not that big of a deal. But hitting the fairway on the 72nd tee – one shot back or one shot clear like it's totally different yeah curious to know like we'll get into the ambassador stuff and all other stuff but like yeah. i i think a lot about energy and like the golf course and the players and the tournament we watch it on tv there's like millions of people watching something can you feel that when you're holding the camera on the fairway and and the feeling the energy field around the player themselves yeah there's there's something to say for the first time you get your red light your red lights are tally inside that camera and when that hits, just the nerves that hit, it's it's pretty cool. All right, folks. Let me tell you something. I'm just gonna skip to the end. The code <laughs> the the code is something.com slash EAL show. Figure it out. Figure it out from there. It's called mystery ads. What did we just read an ad for? How about this? We're gonna read the ad. And I'm gonna re- and I'm gonna redact the name of the brand. They're gonna love that. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we'll do it in the end. Ready? If saving more and spending less is one of your top goals for 2023, then you're listening to the right ad. Why still you are paying insane rounds of money every month? Rounds. <laughs> okay, a month for your phone bill. Switching to mm, is the easiest way to save this year. <laughs> As the first company 
By the way, this is anti-ads, okay? Look, here's the thing. If you're listening to this right now, you get it. You know what it's like. Yeah. The first company to sell premium wireless serving online only mm, lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. I mean, I'm starting to get... I think I know what it is. Eric has the copy. I'm not looking at it, but I, I have a guess. I'll save it till the end. Do you think you know who started this company? I do, yeah. What's their name? Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He was the uh, lead actor in... Um, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That was good, dude. <laughs> Him and I actually share something very much in common. You're mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. I didn't know that. You didn't know that, yeah. That's so interesting. But you're not from the same mm. Mm-mm. Ah. Mm. Anyway, for people looking for extra savings this year, mm offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. You go online and you eliminate the traditional cost of retail because mm offers extremely significant savings onto you. All plans come with a limited talk and text. Do you know what we're talking about? You still don't know. But you can probably guess because we're talking about Using your own phone on mm-mm-mm uh, plan, which is easily, and you can switch with an eSIM. So just switch over to mm to get premium wireless service. We're talking about Mint Mobile. Or as they go by, mm mm Mint Mobile. Sponsored, brought to you by Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, R-R. What do you share with Ryan? We're both Canadian. Okay. So you would you? So I thought you had the same birthday. No, no, no. We have the same. Mm, mm, You're so, mm. <laughs> it's a confusing, right? Anyway, go to mintmobile.com slash EAL show. That's mintmobile.com slash EAL show. And you're going to cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month. And you know what? You'll see if this ad worked. And, if and we one, ever read it again. One more thing. If you listen to this ad all the way through, go and leave a review of the show and go, yeah. wow, I love the. Mm, mm, yeah, mm. the ads. Tell them you love the ads because here's the thing is like, you know, we're not great at it. Yeah, we're going to get a uh, mess. If you don't do it, we'll get a message from them. And they're going to be like, hey, They'll um, be mm at us. Yeah, they'll be next time, um, maybe say mm. <laughs> there'll be no more mm ads, which you might want. But ultimately, we do need the ads. Thank you, Mint Mobile, for sponsoring the Eric Anders Lang Show. And head over to mintmobile.com slash EAL show. And you know what? <laughs> Back to the program. Um, on Saturday, I was at the Dell Technology Match Play. And I knew we were going to have you on the podcast. So I did find myself watching the camera guys. And I always right. do because it's production oriented. And I noticed two things. And the first uh, really made me think of you and I thought it was funny. Um, we were on the 13. I was right up against the ropes. That's the short part four over you water. Water there. Yeah. Exactly. And people have to make the decision whether or not to lay up or go for the green. And someone dropped a ball maybe, I don't know, five yards from us. And uh, there were a bunch of guys sitting right under the ropes, one of the perfect view. And um, I believe it was Kid Ayama went up to go hit it. And the camera guy quickly ran over to get the best shot and directly blocked out the guy sitting in front of me. So they, they couldn't see it all. I get chirped all the time. So the, that's what the all guy the does. Time. Yeah. The guy immediately uh-huh. goes, hey, man, like, <laughs> yeah. can you move? And the cameraman goes, you got $5 on you? <laughs> <laughs> did he rob him? <laughs> he did. And then the guy had gave him $5, five? Oh, and the guy awesome. moved over two inches. And I was just thinking about how if any movie director or any uh, – for a lot of content or – content, geez, movies, TV shows, films, the decisions you make, intentionality is everything. Where the camera is has to be in the particular place. Yeah. But in these live sporting elements, does it matter? I mean, you're changing the perspective of – millions of people how they're going to see this shot yeah but you you're like water you got to move around anyway where the camera is necessarily will change and intention means a different thing when you're reacting to live sports see what i hear there is squeaky wheel gets the grease (laughs) (laughs) that's true because someone's getting blocked yeah every time and that's that's like i get up to the fifth green i'm getting my camera set and for me all i'm thinking about is framing where i'm going to sit up what the shot's going to look like if the putt's gonna roll in low, low roll, all that. Yeah, I am not thinking about the person that's been sitting there. You can't since eight a.m. And I put my stuff down, get set up, level it all, and then you start. The oh, chirp. so every shot you do is on sticks. It's it's a mix. Right. Green greens are always on sticks. Okay, tripod, tripod. If you're listening, yeah. On. So tripod sticks, we call them sticks. Thank you for the. Yeah. So anything green side has to be on sticks because I don't care who you are. As good of a cameraman doing it 20 years, you cannot replicate sticks to shoulder. No. It just doesn't work. You can see it. In, in the fairway, 
you see the guy behind, there's a little bit of shake. It's always going to Because you're breathing? 100%. You're trying to... Because you had to jog with 30 pounds of gear while they're walking. 30, the camera's 38 pounds. So. Just 38 pounds on your shoulder. That's yeah. eight bags of sugar. Eight bags of sugar. on shoulder. <laughs> yeah. That's a there's, lot. It's it's hard. I mean, we, we're out there moving and grooving quite a bit. So, so, but I'm talking about like, what was the most intense shot pulled off you've ever seen in context of the competition? Oof, that's a good one. I, the, it's funny because what comes to mind immediately is Tiger here. Was it three years ago? 19? Last time before he got hurt? Yeah, uh, 19. When I was with him in the fairway, when he holed out on 13, the ground was shaking. Literally like the vibration, you're talking about vibration and vibe. The energy was incredible. And I immediately fired back to that. And like, Every time I was there. And then I was back with Spawn on Wednesday. Same spot, exact location, holes out in the same manner. Now, hang on. Is that you? It might be. I think I'm bringing something to it. Because I talked to him on 14. And before I even brought up Tiger, he said it. He was like, he was like, I know exactly where I was. He goes, it was in the back of my head when I saw it trickling to the hole. And he was like, the second one in tiger popped into his head whoa it's like because you recorded it it was able to be replicated see this makes me think about ace cam mm. right do you believe in ace cam i do why i think it's the energy and it's that vibe you bring together and you kind of put it out there and you think that someone can pick up on it someone can make it happen and tell me about the first time that you like do like Explain Ace Cam to the people that who are listening and they're like, what are they talking about? I don't know if I can explain it as, as good as I really I mean, you're a fucking golf. Yeah, you you might explain man. it better you than probably explain else. it better than me. What is Ace Cam to you? Because it means it's different to different That's a good people. Good point. Context. I don't know if I can contextualize it, I'll be honest with you. You know what it is. Anytime you're on a par three, whip out the cell phone, film your buddy, because you just don't know that it's not going in. So you, I mean, you need you need the the videos of when you get it, the stuff you see, going around the the hole in ones at seven, at Pebble, and moments like that. That would be the time, you know. Who did you follow at Pebble? I was with. I'll be honest; it's so hard for me to remember who I follow. Oh, I'll bet, yeah. right? Because you're like lot, you have a lot like, of partners. You're like this group in the morning, this group in the afternoon, and I finish around. And everyone's like, uh, who'd you follow today? And I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> they just constantly just run together. Right. And I mean, we're out there for 15 hours. We're shooting a lot of golf. Right. Um, I have a hard time remembering who I shot Saturday. At the so Dell. you'll do more than one round a day. We'll do 36. Whoa, dude. So it's 36 Thursday, Friday. And then depends. Like you can go featured hole coverage. Do the morning with the feature groups and then feature hole in the afternoon. So there's a lot of, there's 12 to 16 different cameras you could be on. Right. So there's a lot of moving parts, but Thursday, Friday is 36. So there's, there's quite a lot of golf you're covering. So you've got a headset mm -hmm. and yeah. your director's in the truck. Yeah. Actually in St. Augustine. So Whoa. our, our producers and directors are not on site anymore. Yeah, they were. They used, used to have to the shot link and the, and the yeah, tour yeah. truck. So now they're all off site. We're on site, which is funky because we went from one stream to four streams two years okay. ago. And that's when that whole thing switched. What do you right. mean by that four stream? You mean like featured whole? Yeah. So it used to be uh, feature groups in the morning. We'd have four cams in the front, four cams in the second group. And they're mixing one stream on coverage on ESPN or uh, NBC plus the, whatever it was. And um, it's one stream you can tune into. Right. Now you can get marquee group you can get feature group you can get main feed featured holes so there's four different streams to pick from when you're tuning in right so so your director's like is he giving you like is he giving you like shot advice is he saying get to the right or anything like that no nothing unless it's a very specific situation where it's a ruling or a certain oh. scenario where like you need to move to get anything like, hey, like get in there that kind of thing and ask for a spe specific direction but there's 
a lot of leeway. Like right. we have our, so we have our camera flow, which is, I was 11. So I was fairway catches, fairway reverses. And I move on when you have other guys doing T, T reverses, fairway help, green help, green join. Right. So you have your drops. Whoa. So you have your assignments, but everyone interprets that in a different way. Right. Which is really nice. Like I know I have to be in the fairway, but I could go low on the ground and do a reverse shot kind of wide angle, or I could get up on the shoulder nice and tight, or I can get it way back with the top trace. And that's when you get the, the track man thing. So there's every shot you can kind of work with. And that's what makes it creative and fun. Like there isn't a single shot that I don't get still a little bit nervous on. And I bet it's, and like, it's when you like going back to your first question of like, feeling the energy and like, when you think there's 5 million people at home watching what's going through your lens, like you're giving the people that you try to, you have to block it out. Cause I would just get, <laughs> I would get so wigged out thinking yeah. about like, you just put pressure on yourself, but it's nice to have the freedom and the creativity to kind of create the shot the way you want to see it. And when I first started doing it, I just ask a million questions and be like, what about this? What about that? And they're like, just do it, do it how you see you want to do it. Whoa. And that's been fun because it's creative. You definitely get nervous out there a little bit. Um, but there's, I mean, in every shot I'm locked in on every shot. It sounds like number one, it, the way you're describing like green help, back back looking shot it sounds very military yeah <laughs> sorry to bring it, it back to it's, that. it's structured but it does yeah. like it's like it's like got it and that's the way things have to work as they get bigger but i'm curious to know like so when you're holding the camera do they give you a warning before the red light comes on because you don't press yes. the red light they, no 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 they it pops up in my my viewfinder so that's when it's live yes that's when that when that's hot when that's that red light's looking at it i know it's live. And if it's you say through. something, will the camera pick it up? Yes. So if you were like, oh, shit, <laughs> yeah. then you get in trouble? They'd, they would probably let the first few go. And then if it kept happening, they'd probably Wait, <laughs> wait can, we, can we have to plant something? Yeah, oh, yeah. we got to do, we gotta do say something. something. You have to hear one and just be like, dang, JoJo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. I will die. Um, dude, that's so fun. But yeah, when that red light goes on, it must yeah. be like, so we, we, oh, like it's getting zapped. We do have like a, a heads up though. So like if my director's in my ear, he's on camera 10, he's like, ready camera 11, take camera 11. And then the red light hits. Right. I've so, been in the room when you, when that's happened. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's, really cool. It's sick. They're watching 70 screens, yeah. 50 screens. It's very impressive. I mean, I have to worry about one camera, one assignment, and he's in there moving, you know, 10, 12 cameras yeah. around. And then do they say, get a shot of the caddy? Sometimes. We actually have the, the, um, the broadcast, the program in our ear too, in the background. Okay. So we, we can kind of take creative freedom with that too. So if we hear him talking about his putter head cover, I can just go and try to go and go on tight on the head cover and then create a shot, pull off it, sell the director. And so you can, can you basically shoot it and then they have it to use it later if they want? Yeah. Everything, okay. everything is always on B-roll there. Whoa. Yes. So there, there's certain things where if you see it, even if they're not, they'll say you'll shoot something you really like. And then they're like, hey, camera 11, like, got that. Appreciate it. And then it shows up on the BD roll um, or like on billboards for when they're doing yeah. uh, scorecards and stuff. How would you mark a select? Let's say that you were filming some random early tea time group late on the day on a Saturday. They're, they're out of it. Yeah. But they make a crazy putt. Mm -hmm. And you're not so sure if broadcast is aware of it or if the control, you know, if, if uh, the, the control center is aware of it. Are you able to be like, hey, I just saw something really cool. Yeah. If you want to pull that back. You buzz in. You just buzz in. I'd be like, like, like huge pot on cam 11, and then they'll they'll run it back. Got a good one. So nice. so you're then also in charge of the narrative of the show altogether. Can be. It's cool. That's sick. I did. You're like guy thrown up on the 13th. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they did give me some some freedom on, uh, so I was, I was 16th tee box at Waste Management okay. the whole afternoon. Super fun. I mean, talk, talk about a buzz. What a spot. An environment. It's incredible. So you were standing behind the tee just next to the jib. I'm I'm actually, I was tee, uh, tee flank. So I was the cutback. 
Okay. So when they hit and then you they have a reaction? A reaction. Head to toe, or sorry, uh, chest and up. Yeah. So that was my job for six hours a day. So you had an apple box or what are you sitting on? I'm standing there. Standing. So that that's when you, you need to. But you would get a 15 minute break. You get breaks. Yeah. You, you will get, we'll but get. You out. were during pro-am or just tournament? Oh, tournament. Okay. Yeah. So but you're, you're catching like dialogue. Yeah. While they're on the tee box talking about numbers and stuff. Yeah. That's, I used to do audio too. And it's you want to be like, it's down. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to not like chime in and talk to these guys sometimes. Cause like yeah. you're, you're right you here with know them. There, yeah, there's a few guys I've become friendly with, and just yeah. who are your favorites? JT's my favorite. Yeah, um, he just he's so fiery. Yeah, and I love that. Some people don't; they think he's kind of a dick, but I just it's just he's so passionate, and that's why you see him and Tiger get along so well. Right, like he wants to win so bad. Right, and he has that. He locks in, and he's when he gets hot, it's so much fun to watch. Yeah, he's just making it from everywhere. Yeah, he's also like. Smaller than me, I'm tiny, and he's in at 340, 350. Yeah. So, got to appreciate that. It's because he like has like his footwork is insane. Yeah, I mean he puts everything he has into each of those swings. Yeah. Are there guys who don't like the camera? Oh yeah. Okay. Really? Oh, he hates us. Really? Yeah. I wonder why. Uh, I think you just need someone to blame. I mean, without the camera, he kind of doesn't have a job. It's true, and it's this weird. From our perspective, we're like, how could you not want us there? We're promoting you guys. We're putting you on national television. We're like giving you yeah. this exposure, highlighting your amazing shots. When things don't go right, we are the first ones to blame. Yeah, I don't really copy that. How does that How does that manifest itself, though? Is that like a just kind of just trying to get out a shot or move through quickly? Or you ever have a guy hit a shot before you're ready? Yeah. Oh, that's the worst feeling in the world. That's one thing you learn pretty early on where if you're out of position, cement feet, just stay exactly where you are. Because if you're moving, when someone's getting ready, they they will say something and you just you just feel like an ass. It sucks. You're out, yeah. yeah. And then and then you're uncomfortable the rest of the round. And Yeah, it's like do whatever you can to get the shot unless it involves interrupting a player's performance. 100%. We are there. Working, working for them, basically, you know? It'd be so funny just if you were, like, fully not engaged with that rule. And you're like, sorry, 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 sorry. Can you just, can you just Hold back on. up and walk yeah. into the shot again? No, no, no. I didn't, I didn't get that. Can you hit another yeah. one? Yeah. Jay, J, just drop one, JT. I just I want to get another, just a nice slow-mo. Turn the logo of the ball, though, because I don't, I don't. <laughs> so this may not get into the cut. But if it, if it, I'm just curious to know. Did you sign a contract with the PGA Tour that says you can't work with other golf media outlets? No. Really? No. Fascinating. So we, it's a weird thing. There's. A, oh, so the PGA Tour doesn't even pay you? No, no. You're no, with no. The, oh, you are PGA Tour staff? Yeah. Well, sorry. We're not staff. It's We're employed by the PGA Tour. We operate as independent contractors. Sure. It's a, interesting. There's been a lot of shuffle the past couple of years. But it's a check years. that comes from PGA Tour Entertainment. Yeah, media services. Is. Media services. Yeah. PGA Tour media services. Yeah, that's right. my best understanding of it, to be honest. Right. Um, yeah, because I'm just wondering, like, I feel like there's, like, there is a parallel here to, like, recording, because we do the breaking series. Yeah. I I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, we attempt to make that as great as we can. Yeah. But it does seem like there's even, crack it open, it does seem like there's an opportunity to even, like, make that better you know what i mean i mean in that i don't know if we could afford troy but we could try i mean we've got like you know hey we'll talk we'll talk numbers we'll figure it out because there because there could be something really cool with like the way it's live yeah and it doesn't need to be that amazing like it doesn't need to because like we spend all this time like how does the shot tracer even work it's live and it just happens. The technology that Trackman has come up with is incredible. Track, you want to know how Trackman's the best. Trackman's unbelievable. You know how much how expensive those rigs are. I don't know if you've you've seen them. Did you see those? So how does it work? Yeah. It's the, I mean the new the, the new the giant gray one. Like yeah, this is the gray. It's like on. It's in between yeah. the the sticks and it's the like, and it's the like camera. Like Hal from um, Space Odyssey. Let's be real. But couldn't you just put a Trackman behind the ball and then link it to the camera, or is it different? No, it's not live tracking the shot. Yeah, that's that's a thing. I don't think it is. I thought yeah. the whole point is that it gets all the data about it, what it does do, 
and then it gives you just an estimation about where the ball. No, when you get when you get that wide shot from the fairway, that tracer comes in live. Oh yeah, I'm. I have a red light. It's hot, and it's yeah. But the is, tracer shows up not in your feed, but no, in I, the I don't home see feed. it. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's not. So this is going to blow my mind. This is about like when I was nine years old, and I found out that the first down line in football wasn't on the field. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a, wow, it's a tough one. Fuck yeah, man. that's yeah. Um, Forty two. They didn't have it. <laughs> but uh, I always thought that when someone hits a drive and it's a nice little little draw, and it's high arcing, is that the trackman got the spin rate and it got the data and it got the launch angle. And then it showed you what a ball that with that data would look like. It's not actually no, 3D I, tracking the ball no, pixel I by pixel it, in the sky. I think it is, unless I have a there's total. Just, there's just no way because the ball know, would be blown out in the sky. We we can you tell you personally out? that once it gets to a certain far away, like you can't see the ball anymore. The I didn't know that. The cameras that they have, and again, this is my understanding they, of They have the LiDAR. Not to my so, so they could be actually radar pinging it back. That. Well, it depends. Like if you're often not, but if you're shooting into sky, like you'll get blown out and you can only see up to the arc. And then we have to go back and we have to find out where it landed and we have to do forensics when we do our tracers sometimes to show and figure it out exactly what path it would have to have. No, dude, the the track, think about all the tracers during during a tournament. They, it happens automatically and instantaneously. That's why I always thought it was using the data from the trackman and then showing you what a tracer of a, of a ball that got hit like that would be like. I don't, I don't know. It kind of blew my mind. I, I really mean, haven't gotten that. I mean, we got to go to a break this week in I a am. second. But what's, if you can find out. I, I will talk out. to him. But honestly, there's, there's, you know, a dedicated crew just to that. They're on site. Yeah. I haven't asked enough questions to be honest with you. I just kind of took it for what granted. What does your rig have on it? Does it have any trackman device on the Yeah. Rig? So like you have, I have my yes. camera, I have the sticks and it has like a, Big L shaped as a slide, and then in the front it has the two cameras, transmitters on the bottom, the two radar cameras. Yeah, and then yeah, no, it it there is TrackMan information coming in from your point of view. Yeah, that's overlaying onto the visual image that he's recording, and he can't see it on the camera, but when it goes into the feed, it. it immediately converts to having the tracer built in. That's mind. Because sometimes it doesn't fire. Because you see, if you can see it when it's framed like that, sometimes it's the wide angle on the sticks, and sometimes it doesn't doesn't fire. Yeah. Wait. So wait, 38, 38 pounds. Yeah. How many dollars? It's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Wait, wait, like I, I hate to ask you, but if like you know, they, they were never held accountable, but it's someone someone had to choose between you and the camera and like a precarious, just, like a trolley problem situation. Just the camera. That, so we're just we're breaking down sticks, track man. The sticks themselves camera. are probably two thousand dollars, like fifteen hundred. No, fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. Sackler. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. The Trackman. German shit. So, the cameras themselves, we got twenty five buys on them now. Lenses. The lens Between, itself, thirty grand. Yeah, thirty, thirty five. So right there. That's just glass. Forty five yeah. grand for this tripod and yeah. the lens. Yeah, and then body, probably another twenty five on okay. top of that. Cheap. What what body? Sony? Yeah. Yeah. FS seven? Not sure. They just got they just got new ones in. Okay. Um so I mean sixty five, seventy five thousand okay. for the camera. I just started laughing a moment ago because I was just thinking of like like it'd be <laughs> I'm just thinking of like now that golf fans know the value of that equipment like what if they just came and stole it from you like that happened it happened you know no what you're no about. you know, oh they happened way back at pj champs at a beth page some disgruntled <laughs> I, sh- I swear of course it's new york some disgruntled <laughs> like local worker got fired and came back with his like cronies and they like fucking broke into the truck at night yeah with uh with like uh jaws then they stole like 10 cameras Wait, just imagine that going to the black market. They're like, "Look, we have all these. We have all these really nice cameras. You could use them to trace. Uh, I don't know, small birds." Wait, do you have his name? <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't with CBS that that uh, that week. But um, very coincidental. Right you weren't the, uh, with CBS that week. Seltzer. Yeah. <laughs> um, where were you that night? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I even have an alibi. <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, I mean the the way. Did you ever? I I love the story about Gene Sarazen was the first to ever get a hole in one on camera. Mm. Have you seen this footage ever? I've not. Dude, we should play it. Well, uh, it's you know, it's not Gene Sarazen. It's um. It's Jack, not Nicholas. Um, it was at it was in 1967 at the British Masters. Uh, oh, you're right. It's not yeah. Gene Sarazen. It's Jack. Um. Oh man, it's tough when we both don't know because where where do we go? It's, it's, uh, <laughs> Who do we ask? We got to call Kaffer. Kaffer knows. All right, let's go to a quick ad break. When we come back, we're going to show this clip here. For most of us, learning a language can be what, Jojo? You can't even say it because you don't have a language to say how difficult learning a language is without a language. I would say it's, um, yeah, no, you're right. It's just <laughs> English for me, and I forgot that word, too. <laughs> you speak Arabic. Tell me how difficult learning Arabic is uh, in sh- Arabic. Shweya muskila theater. Folks, Google it. He's not kidding. Anyway, neither is Babbel. B-A-B-B-E-L. They aren't kidding. It's not a joke. It's a real business. And they have something serious to offer, which is bite-sized language lessons. Lessons? It doesn't teach you pronunciation, but actually it does. Um, There's 15-minute lessons that make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. And what's really cool is they don't use AI. And by that, I mean... Everyone else does, but they, they use 100 language experts. Instead of AI. And... As much as we want to hear Kanye <laughs> remix songs and hear Elvis's new album, AI can't teach you how to learn another language. Not only that, but it could potentially take over the world in a drastically new dystopic universe. And what's cool about Babbel is they're not down with that either. Yeah, they, they're taking a stand and with 14 different languages to choose from. I'm talking Spanish, Espanol, Francois, Italian. <laughs> Francois? I think it's Francais. Yeah, it, the worst is part is Francois I am Francois is, is a person's name. No, it's not. That's like saying Mark is you, for America. You you find Francois. I say one wrong thing and you fix France. it. <laughs> French? You do, there is no word for French in France. You know what? Uh, I'm going to take this what? as an opportunity to learn French. Next ad read, I'm going to say a full <laughs> sentence. Gonna I'm going to do half the French. ad read in French, courtesy of Babbel. You know I what? Not only do right I now. appreciate you. I think everyone listening should appreciate you and know who else should appreciate you. Who's, who's that? Mr. Babbel. Yeah. Because Mr. Babbel wants you to head over to Babbel, dot com and use the promo code. E-A-L show. And that's going to get you six months for the price of three. Again, AI free. Yeah. And actually, can we take a step back? Because we both of us have been using this. I've been trying to learn Spanish. Eric's always trying to brush up on his. And Babbel has been an incredible tool for us. Uh, Landon in the room. Landon, you were born in 1984, right? Yeah. He doesn't want 1984 to happen. That's why he's using Babbel to learn every language because at some point, being a polyglot is what's going to get him through the apocalypse and Babbel's interested in helping you that. And they know that you only need six months of it. Learn soft skills, everyone. Otherwise, you'll be automated out of a job. Babbel.com slash E-A-L show. Head over there. Support the partners that support us. Uh, you going to a lot of concerts, JoJo? Yeah, I went to one um, last Friday. Really? It wa- yeah, I did. It was in Austin, on, Texas. Let me see if I can guess. Let me see if I can guess. Do your absolute best. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. Sorry. Thank you, GameTime.co. Yeah, or just go to the you know your app store, whether it's iPhone or Google Play, and download the GameTime app. Because have you ever just been lying around on a Friday night, Saturday night, Tuesday night, Monday night, and you wanted to do something wherever you live, and you're just scrolling on Netflix, you didn't have anything to do, and you're like, you know what I would love? Live music, some sporting events, something like that. Well, what I do is I go to my Game Time app, and it just tells me what's going around in the area and gives me the cheapest tickets. And you can go like that night. And what's funny, actually, is I, we just got to Atlanta, and I did look. We got in on uh, Friday night. We were free, and we were literally going to go to the Lakewood Amphitheater because we were looking at the Game Time app. We didn't end up going, but we were going to maybe go see Alabama. Oh, that would see do, that. Can I just play? You yeah, know, play, do, play another. Do you know what the Alabama, Alabama I, song is I, in my head? Oh, which one would you be playing? Oh, it's so good. Ready? This is this could be if I had to pick a song to like only listen to for the rest of my life. Interesting. You, I would not say it would be an Alabama song, but yeah, it's I this love one. this. It's this one. Last 
So anyway, Game Time's got it all. And what's really cool about Game Time is that right now, if you download the app and create an account, if you use the code EAL show, you can get 20 bucks off your first purchase. So basically, if you're listening and you ever have thought about liking music in a way where you would go to a concert, I'm about to give you 20 bucks. So just go to Game Time app in the App Store or the Play Store or wherever you go and use the code EAL show for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Uh, last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Yeah. Very cool product. $20, by the way, that's enough for a ticket. You could go see a concert tonight for free if you go download it right now. I mean, if you really think hard about it, $20 is a lot. You can do a lot of things with that. All right, so first hole in one ever recorded on camera. This is the first time Ace Cam has ever been live. We're going to watch 1967 footage. Troy, I want to hear from you, a PGA Tour cameraman. How has golf content filming changed since this day? Well, let's take a look at it first, see what we got to work with. Couldn't see the follow. Honestly, pretty solid. I mean, they got a tower cam, cutback cam. Technology's a little grainy. I yeah. mean. I mean, it's on film, I think. I think there was no digital photography back then. I can't imagine what that must have been like trying following, following that golf ball. They probably didn't even know whether or not they were in focus yet. Let's, let's play it back again. You know, what, first off, what I see is, just pause it really quick. For just going back to just first of all the, his style. I mean, he's basically wearing Tiger's outfit before Tiger, a short sleeve mock turtleneck with trousers that have no stretch in them. And look at that head still down way after impact. Ball soaring through this Royal St. George's two hops and in. Two hops and in. That's the way to do it. Not it much of a reaction. Though. Doesn't even yeah, look I, like he knows that it went in. I don't. Yeah, either. There it is. Tony Jacklin just shrugging. Is he talking talking smack? I would, he's like, can you be the one? <laughs> well, he doesn't, the other thing is he doesn't even really understand how important it is because it's never been done before. Like, he doesn't understand how many people that. will watch it or what it'll mean to someone watching it at home. Yeah, he has no idea that golf is going to change and be filmed on video live with shot tracers and Troy's yeah. going to be in there just like, <laughs> But one step further, he's never seen a hole-in-one on camera. Cause Whoa. He's the first one to ever have a hole-in-one on camera. That's insane if you think about it. Also, style. Well, talk about context. Yeah. One of the first things we talked about, that that first drive on Thursday. Yeah. It's okay. No one cares. But his best drive, when he comes, when it comes to mind, or best shot ever. Yeah. Talk about context. Yeah. A drive on 18 to seal a deal. That's, <laughs> we did just talk about that. Yeah. That's, that's, exactly what you, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, what do you think, like, you've probably heard a little bit about the future of filming golf content, right? Like drones. 3D, drones. Drones are big. Yeah. that's That seems to be the next step. You see it out quite a bit. NBC had it out earlier. They had a cool shot they were trying to get. I can't imagine how difficult it is to pull it off. But they're waiting on 12T, kind of hidden there, and waiting for the drive to get hit, and then we're trying to follow it and go over the top of it and catch it on the way down. Do you think that would interrupt the flight of the ball? I mean, could potentially if it got in the way. Like, what if I their driving distances started yeah. going down? What kind of drone is it? FPV or? I, I didn't see the actual. Because that's yeah. the next question. You, you see the Tom Brady all-in-one video? Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah, obviously that was fake. But the. It was fake? Yeah, it was fake. I don't think I knew that. It was I don't know what's real anymore. Is <laughs> no. live a real thing? <laughs> Definitely not. It's louder. <laughs> is it? Yeah. But it's not four days. It's is not. it true? <laughs> Do they play golf? <laughs> what right. about uh what about TGL? You following any of that? Um, not really. I've just seen a couple of the uh snippets that it's getting put together. Um Do you think that that'll be tomorrow? fun? Is yeah. that the tomorrow thing? Yeah. Yeah. You think that'll be fun to watch? I sure hope so. I mean, honestly for me, any professional golf that I can watch. I don't I like know if, to watch. I don't know if this is gonna be a freezing cold take, because this is the second thing I was thinking on Saturday. And I know I'm going to say this, and I want you, Eric, I want you to just tell me if I'm like, if I'm just five years late. But I was having the experience where you go to a professional golf tournament and it's worse than watching at home because y'all do such a good job. Well, that's absolutely true. Absolutely true, right? So I was watching having, a golf tournament live yeah, is, I would, you'd be better off 
washing your car by yourself with a toothbrush. And last year, I... (laughs) (laughs) Last year, I I had the experience where I watched... And listening to someone else tell you about the golf tournament. Because then you'd at least get something done. At least, yeah, it'd be... You'd have have a clean car. Something to show for it. Plus very dirty shoes and kind of like an aching... And like sunburnt and and like hammered. So that's not... That was not my epiphany. Because I know that's freezing cold. But I had the moment where... Now, now, hang on, hang on. Go ahead. One must go to a golf tournament. Yes. Yes. Because you need to see a golfer swing. And you can do that on the driving range on a Wednesday. I don't believe... I, I think if you really want to watch the golf and you care who wins, the last thing you should do is buy a ticket. But I think you absolutely should go when it's nearby and see. Yeah. Because that's an that's indelible different. moment. The, the sound the ball makes off their club face is just different. Yeah. It, well, you have the best seat in the house. It's I a do. And different. I... I always try to watch as much golf as I can. Like when I'm locked off and my, I know my camera set, I just stand there and watch. I don't like, I know my viewfinder. Do you get out the video? Do you get out the cell phone? No. Are you allowed to? No. No, super. There's cameras everywhere and they will see you do it and you will get reprimanded. It's just, it's a, it's a pretty bad look. What's the worst thing you could do? (laughs) I got, I got a couple (laughs) thoughts. (laughs) What happens when you have to take your shit? Uh, Time it. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get lucky. I mean, there's doors. There is a code brown code that we go by. So what's it called? It's code, code brown. brown. Yeah, in that, film it in the in in uh, in movies. It's called uh, uh, what is it? Ten two, ten one is take a shit. Ten 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 one is go pee. Ten two is oh, take a shit. That makes sense. That. Yeah. Introduce that maybe code brown's a little obvious. I think yeah, it's, it's, a little little it's, not, it's not much of a code actually. That really isn't. Yeah, you're better off just saying straight up. I gotta take a shit. What is it? Code yellow? Is that piss? What if it's code clear? I don't I, think. Yeah, ideally it's code yeah. clear. <laughs> What's code red? Are the, what are the codes? That's only. I only know code brown. They have one yeah. code, and it's not <laughs> a code. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. even just say code. Yeah. 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 Okay. What's the worst thing you could do? What's the one thing that like never do this? Talk to a golfer in mid round. Like, oh. like, like obviously, like you could go and you could go really far. Like, yeah, if I tackled the guy in the fairway, it'd be pretty bad. Sure. But I mean, like something that I actually could do feasibly. Yeah. Is like if the guy's over his shot and I actually try to like talk to him. Whoa. It would just be, I'd probably lose my job. Right. For sure. Or run someone over with a golf cart. That could be. Yeah. I, a- anyone or just a player? A player, I definitely <laughs> would never work again. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'd have run over. Because you're, you're one of the people, when you go to a tournament, you're on the golf cart with all your gear trying to get somewhere. Or just it's, going cart. Cart left, cart behind, cart cart left, cart right, cart behind, sir, sir, sir. And no one listens. I had a guy on Saturday, like just, I heard him. He was going, cart, cart. Please don't make me say cart again. (laughs) It's like, wow, it's It's, been a long four days. It's nice to have a camera assistant who can kind of let them loose on people and start yelling at people. Right. I don't like to. Right. But that's, that's, I like walking inside the ropes. I prefer to walk. Sure. Versus you're, you're rushing around huge crowds, like, like Tiger. Like covering Tiger with those crowds trying to get around him. Oh, that's got to be hard. It's impossible. Yeah. It's just, they're, they're, a lot of these courses aren't made for this many people. So wait, so you're not allowed to talk to a player during the round. Are they allowed to talk to you? Yes. Yes. What, what do they say? What's the most common thing they say? Um, It's usually just just bullshitting. Honestly, it's yeah. like Which, Joel Damon. Oh, yeah. oh, I was laughing with him on uh, 16 at the Vallis Bar. He's playing with... S.W. Lee, and he snapped his driver in half on the on walking down the fairway on like Friday or Saturday. So him and I, Joel, started laughing and kind of chumming up about it. And he was saying, "I'm gonna send uh, uh, his caddy into the into the lake to go retrieve it." Oh yeah, because he snapped it and then tossed it in the and then threw it away. Yeah, yeah. So like it's two shots. It's something like that where if they if they kind of interact with you, always respond. And something I'm, I'm friendly with, I'll say what's up, all that. But like. If you try to initiate conversation, and it's not illegal, but they're not going to like it. Right. They're working. They're working. They're they're concentrating. They're focused. They don't yeah. give a shit about what I have to say. Right. If you pulled out a dozen balls and you're like, hey, sign as many as <laughs> yeah, you can. The autograph, yeah, that'd be, that's actually, <laughs> that's probably the worst thing I that's could do. That's a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Joel, sign my chest. Make it out to Troy. It's for my friend. You say JT? JT got in trouble. Not in trouble. What happened? He signed uh, some girl's chest at a... Uh, Valspar. And he got in trouble? No. I mean, in trouble in the doghouse, if maybe, you will. Maybe internet in trouble. I don't yeah, know. internet trouble, I guess. Yeah. Why would he get in trouble on the internet? Mm-hmm. The, the comment section didn't like it? Yeah, I guess. Why so. is he married? 
I have no idea. Engaged. Married. I don't know what his nuptials yeah. look like. Maybe he didn't That's ask true. Jordan Spieth first. <laughs> Maybe he didn't clear it. Maybe it was Jordan Spieth's wife. Is he married? <laughs> yes. That would be interesting. That would be a curveball. Hook <laughs> horns. So the epiphany I was having on Saturday. Right, back to the story. <laughs> Was uh, not the freezing cold take that going to a golf event is the hardest way to watch pro golf. But what I didn't understand is I think the brief given to the architects for the TPC courses is so wrong. Say say it again. If the goal of a golf tournament at the end of the day is it's entertainment for people. It's like the NBA. It's like any other sport. The goal is not to create the most competitive environment for golf over a certain period of rounds the goal is to create a compelling and entertaining product for people to enjoy it's an entertainment business then why are the golf courses not set up for that experience are they really though i mean i mean is that the goal is is that what you're asking is that yeah is it is it it should be the goal you think they're too hard or what's wrong tell me tell me the difference i think that like if you designed a fascinating golf course like the loop or like our friend Augustine Pisa in Butterfly Golf or Chablet, like the golf courses should be designed so that they're easy, the most easy to film and most easy to like walk around spectate. And, and spectate and understand and kind of interact with. I feel like you might see more modern courses are designed in that way. But some of the traditional courses, the the OGs, like the course that we all know and love, they weren't built around that. Well, ironically, like the old course is kind of an easier course to spectate. It's also the and longest damn round you will ever see. Those it's like a yes, six and a half yes, hour absolutely. round. Absolutely. And actually now I'm thinking about it, a lot of the tee boxes are elevated and it is actually quite hard to watch golf. At the old there. course? Yeah. Um, you can't, yeah, get, old, you can't old, get close. Yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, I'm, I, I was I was actually just remembering when I was there you're watching wrong. that it was impossible to watch. Uh, so I, you, you should go to more really Pete Dye courses because I, I would say ACC is not the best example. ACC is brutal to walk. You should, have you been to Sawgrass? I've never been to Sawgrass. Uh, so Sawgrass was the beginning of TPC courses. Yes. And it was all designed so that at like 17 T-Box. Stadium course. Exactly. The grass itself is the stadium. So you can literally sit on that thing yeah. without a chair. Yeah, a, a great viewing course, uh, TPC River Highlands. Another TPC course. I mean, one R- of River Highlands. You're talking. You got yeah, yeah. You, you know. been Connecticut? Yeah, yeah. You been? That's Traveler. That's one of my favorite tournaments. Why don't we make a video where you disprove yourself? <laughs> <laughs> He's been waiting for this for a while. Uh, Justin, I think I'm going to Augusta. So you are. So yeah. Oh, is that a good course to watch golf? I'll let you take this one. You've been or no? Yeah. Um, it's not. It's the best. (laughs) (laughs) There are some places at Augusta that are terrible to watch golf at. The best example is the number two green, right? A lot of the greens are punched up, and so you can't see anything, Um, even if you're 6'5", right? Because you're 10 deep, 15 deep, and, you know, you just can't really see much. So you have to pick your spots. Augusta has one of the most incredible rules of any professional golf tournament, which is when you get there at 8 a.m. and it opens, you can walk, not run. Running is not allowed. You can walk to your seat, and if you bring your own chair, you can buy your own master's chair, Mm -hmm. which you can bring, and you can park there, and you put your business card in it, and someone may sit in it while you're gone, but when you come back, they'll get out of it for you. And that's just an incredible small world example of why it's one of the best places to watch golf in the world. Also, there's no cell phones. There's yeah. no photography. There's no there's no nuisance. There's no BS. There's right. no phone it, calls. It's pure, it's pure golf yeah. and the traditions, like little things like that. Where, and it is free game. If seats are open, take them. Yeah. And they, you're, and they won't be upset with you. All are welcome. Yeah. And, but the second they come back, when Tiger's coming through, yeah. you're out of there. You're popping up, big guy. Wait, Eric, can, can I get this from you? Can I get your three... Can I get your Eric? Can I get your beginner's guide to watching golf at Augusta? Oh man! I mean, yeah you 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 get up early, right? Number one, you get up early and you're prepared, right? Which means you have a you can only bring a master's chair, so you need to have your chair from the day before or from the years before. OGs, oh, you can bring old chairs. In fact, yeah. we have an old chair. We should bring that and see if it plays. Oh, the little oh, fold up. We have one yeah. from like the seventies. Yeah. We should that bring that cool. and see if it plays. And th- if they don't honor it, they should give us a new one. 
I'll bet they would. I'd be, I'd be hard pressed if they didn't. They'd didn't be filthy to roll in with that. That would be. Um, and then, you know, I, I think for me, I, I'm actually not much of a chair person. I just like to roll in and like watch golf. And like, I don't necessarily go there to see the shots because that's almost like fleeting. I really go there to see the story, the whole thing. Yeah. Those moments in between the shots, because you see the shots on TV and they're better on TV anyway. But I think I go there to see the players like, what's their body language like, you know, like as they walk up to the tee and they're in 30th place. You can really see, and it's it's funny, I don't, it's how that stuff doesn't really translate through the TV. Yeah. Body language and vibe and how he's holding himself and you can really feel it Yeah, when you're there. Yeah. And it's interesting that it doesn't, quite translate or the undulation at that course oh man holy the eighth crap. hole you have no I, what's your favorite hole at Augusta after seeing it um i think 13 for me 13 interesting yeah. that's what we the first hole i saw we came in there at the entrance there and uh it was tiger jt and freddie couples doing their practice round nasty and we all stood there it was me and my three roommates uh from old roommates, we uh, stood there for about five, 10 minutes. No one, no one spoke, just stood there. And it was just one of those like goosebump, goosebump moments. Yeah. So that thing just ingrained is probably my favorite, yeah. favorite hole. To me, eight really struck me because it's this like, you see it on TV, it's kind of a basic par five, right? It's just an uphill par five, it's long as hell. The green's big. It just didn't mean anything until I walked up it, and then I turned around and realized, like, dude, we are going from almost the lowest point on the property to almost the highest point on the property. It's the it's, steepest. It's one of the steepest huge. uphill holes I've ever seen. I mean, you finish that walk, and you're out of breath. Oh, yeah. And then you see these guys doing it for 72 holes. It's crazy. Week in, week out. Yeah. I don't know. I have a, I have a, a big respect for guys like Affy Barnrat. You see him out there? Just vaping and eating. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And he's walking seven miles a day. It's a lot of performing. miles. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's impressive. I mean, you, you have a long weekend with the boys playing golf. You're feeling that. In a cart. Yeah. Even. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing about Augusta that's really interesting is that, like, there's a real sense of camaraderie between the, um, the patrons, right? They're not even called fans. They're called patrons. Just that little little things like that. Yeah, you change that word, all of a sudden the whole energy shifts, and it's like, excuse me, um, do you know what hole so and so's on? And everyone really knows. Everyone's very like polite and patient, in tune. It's in tune, exactly. It, it's a whole different energy of viewing sport. And I've I've been to the Masters a few times. I've been with other people who have gone for their first time, and like it's not a surprise that you go and you see this thing that on TV looks perfect. And it does in real life, but you can smell it and you can hear it in ways that you couldn't. And it brings you to tears for sure. And, and if it doesn't, you know, that's fine too. But like, I don't know. It's not, it's not like a tournament really. It's really more like a, a story than it is just a golf tournament. Yeah. And we think we care who wins, but like, <laughs> it just doesn't matter. Like, like who wins matters, but like, I don't know if that, like, I don't, I don't have feelings negatively about Danny Willett winning. I mean, sure. We all, we all, we want our guy to win, but like without the other guy potentially winning, it's not as exciting. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the whole week. Yeah. It's every shot that, that week is just as special as it gets. And yeah, it's, of course you want your, your guy to win and everyone pitches when they don't and no like you said will it who's your pick this year i mean you know who's I, hot right now i mean cam young's hot i called it thursday i thought he was gonna win really i was talking to andres gonzalez our uh our talent and i i saw him play wednesday and i was like he's gonna win this thing and he went on a tear Philip came up just short which is a bummer i mean sam burns is playing great golf too see i mean it's easy to pick the guy who just came in second place how know? did scheffler do this weekend Three or no four? Yeah, yeah, four. Be, but I, think, I think Scheffler's going back to back. But honestly, like four versus three, like at that point, who cares that? 
Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you, you saw never... Scheffler in free swing or whatever, full swing. He just doesn't even give a shit. He's yeah. like iced yeah. coffee. Let's play golf. Scotty was down three on Saturday to Jason Day, like nine holes in, ended up winning, uh, yeah. and was down three or four. Um, to Burns, to Burns, I mean, and, and ended yeah. up going to the playoff. Dude, Scheffler's going to wake up on Sunday morning. He's going to be T twelve, and he's going to win. So he's, yeah, I'll yeah. put I'll put money on. So here's it. the I'll thing, put a hundred dollars on it right now. Do we have a do we have a betting app sponsor? He, you, you're you're great at this. You've you've predicted a lot. I never really predict. Let me come in and say that um, Cam Smith is eligible to play. Cam Smith is playing. I don't last know if he has the reps. His golf though. I don't know if he has. The I don't reps. know, but I, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Look, all love I'm, for Cam Smith. Rory lost that I'm, day. I'm pick, Cam didn't win, and I'm picking Rory. This Rory, year. Rory went two over the Sunday of the Masters, right? Or the at the Open. I don't think it was that bad. I thought he was two under. I think he's two under. <laughs> and Cam went six under. Yeah, he he played some stupid Fuck golf. Hell, he played some. He played some stupid golf. But by the way, it's that the old course without wind. The average should be four under. Yeah, yeah. True. Rory shot um, seventy. Cam went six under, and then. Cameron Young went like yeah, eight. he snuck in, snuck in with a second, yeah, and then he bogeyed eighteen, didn't he? Well, Cam Young came in second. He drove he, the green on. He eagled, he eagled eighteen. He was yeah, like yeah. only eagled yeah. the afternoon. I think oh, he made was. the putt too. Yeah, he made the putt. Yeah, yeah. and that was and that was we were, we're, so we're in the stands. My storm when I were watching that from yeah. the stands. Okay, so we meet oh, at yes. the old course. Yes, right. So tell the story from your head. I'm gonna take off my headphones. So, storm and I, my twin brother, we were at the open for the week, and it was. The Monday morning afterwards, we were taking our time getting out of there. We had like a night trainer. He had a flight out. So let's go walk through, walk through town. And Storm's actually the one that got me into RGC. He introduced me. He's he's on it. And he's telling me the Dunvegan story. I just watched it. We were talking about it, about when Harrison hit that shot. And we're standing in front of it. We're turning the corner. And you're standing right there. And we both stopped. And we're like, no, this isn't happening. He's not just standing right here. Like, this is crazy. And you were saying, you're saying goodbye to one of your buddies. So I didn't want to like interrupt and step on toes, but like we needed to like fangirl for a little bit. And, you know, <laughs> so we waited patiently, you know, you said our goodbyes and then, you know, introduced ourselves and we're obviously freaking out a little bit. And then you were going to play, you're teeing off and you're like, I'm teeing off in 10 minutes. You're like, walk. Right. You're like, come with me. Like you can talk, but we're going like, so we start, go, yeah. always coming in hot, no range. So yeah, you went you went right to first tee, uh, saw you off, ripped it down the middle, I believe, and then yeah, I think uh, I might have parred the first hole. Actually, yeah, it was a good drive. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, we were sitting there right right by the first tee, watched you off. And but you were like, you were like, hey man, I live in Charleston, and yeah. there's no RGC chapter. Yeah, and so we we set that up. Yeah, you that, set that up. Yeah, we uh, kind of had our elevator pitch in the five ten minutes there, and it, it worked. We followed up, uh, got your email, and then. What went cold for a little while there? Sorry, that's fine. <laughs> I got you back. It's a, it's a, no, it's a, no, it, it's a really it, busy time. <laughs> no, it it actually worked out great because uh, Landon was yes. in Charleston and Thanksgiving morning, a Thanksgiving miracle. Woke up to an email from Eric <laughs> being like, "Landon's in town. Hit him up. Play some golf." Yeah, so I think we linked up the next day. We went out and kind of chatted about it and gave us gave us the blessing and and we were off. Yeah, Landon's good at setting up chapters. Yeah. Also, just good, good dude. I got a question for you, Troy. Did you fly out on that Monday? This is the day after the Open Championship, the 150th. I such a shit show. Did not actually I had a terrible travel. Yeah. Yeah, we all did. We all I, did. I was supposed to. I was flying. Were you out. on the train? I was supposed to take that train. The train got stopped. Yeah, I was supposed because like the tracks melted or some shit. Yeah, it was like it was like Crazy. 75 degrees in and England. they're like we don't know what to. It do. reminds me of a movie I watched this weekend called London Has Fallen with Gerard <laughs> Butler. <laughs> It was it was like apocalyptic. It was like everything shut down. The highway was gridlocked. Trains were shut down. There and it was like it was like eighty two. The tarmac was melting. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. I got on the train. Our plane exploded the night before, or, or, or <laughs> earliest train that day. So I luckily was returning a car to Edinburgh. Where were we going? We're exactly where we're going. Edinburgh. You probably were going out of Glasgow if you got well. It was either Glasgow or Edinburgh. Edinburgh's closer, but Glasgow had less trouble. I had. Uh, a flight out of London and I was going to drive or drop the car in Edinburgh and take the train down. And five minutes before we get the drop the car, we got a notification. The train got canceled. Yeah. So we kind of just, we were scrambled. on that train cause we got on the train in St. Andrews. Oh, so what and was so it? What was it like on the train, train to Edinburgh? And then they were like, get off. 
just kicked you off. So then we got off the train at Edinburgh and we were like, what do we do now? And we had picked up some friends. So we had yeah. a big random crew and we went and got ice cream. And then the next morning we got on a plane. I wasn't with you. Did you fly out of Edinburgh? Where were you? I went to London. How? I got on the train at 4 a.m. out of St. Andrews. Oh, smart. Yeah. And then I went to London um, and the tra- that train ride was not fun. That was like a 11 hour train ride How? stopped a bunch of times and been then to drive then for some reason hours driving. my uh my phone plan completely stopped working so i orienteered my way through london to find my like a friend of mine who was wow. there um stayed out of there and got out of there the next day but the, how harry potter of you it was it was very it was basically platform nine and three quarters was where i got off <laughs> heathrow some of the uh or maybe it was the the one that starts with an l some of the tarmacs were melting. Yeah, that's the one we flew into. Yeah. But I don't get it. It wasn't that hot. Like it's, it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't Texas. even that hot. That's yeah. the crazy thing. Yeah. I and mean, that's like April here. London has fallen. What a, what a, what a film. Yeah. yeah. Sequel, to, sequel to Olympus has fallen. Oh, wait. It's a sequel? Yeah, because they made it a franchise. The Has Fallen franchise. Oh, I did not know that. It was amazing. Learning a lot they, of new they, things. They did the- uh, St. The, Andrews has fallen. <laughs> Going back in time when Prince Harry was there. <laughs> Dude, Troy, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mike. That was fun.